Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Hi, this is Stephen Nill, CEO of CharityChannel.com. So, you want your charity to succeed. You came to the right place. Integration of online and offline techniques is the key to your fundraising success and practical advice on going green is what you need. With this show, The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart, you will learn from experts around the world who provide advice you can use. Our host is Ted Hart, one of the foremost nonprofit thought leaders. His books range from successful online fundraising to use of social media and how to make your nonprofit green. His guests are leaders in their field who will share tips and trade secrets for nonprofit management, green strategy, and fundraising success. Ted lectures around the world, but now he's here for you. From the latest in charity news, technology, fundraising, and social networking, Ted and his guests help you maneuver through this economic downturn in the charitable sector to greater levels of efficiency and fundraising success. And now, here's Ted. Good afternoon. This is Ted Hart, and this is the Nonprofit Coach. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Don't forget, if you'd like to call in for our page two guest, uh, you can dial in at 1-347-324-324. 3080. Again, you can dial us direct at 347-324-3080. If you're shy, you can email me your question uh, to tedhart at tedhart.com. As you know, we were off last week. I had a lot of travel, a terrific time, and an amazing uh, turnout at Digital Leap in Toronto. So thank you for everyone who came out uh, to see us at Digital Leap. I went on to the LSA conference in Sacramento uh, and then the uh, United Methodist Women's Conference uh, where I lectured in St. Louis. So I'm back here in our nation's capital. It is absolutely a beautiful day. And one of the downsides to taking a week off is we have a jam-packed page one. So let's get to the news. First up here on the news is over at the New York Times, uh, big, big news for the nonprofit sector. As many as 400,000 nonprofit organizations are just weeks away, uh, actually days away now, uh, from doomsday. And what that means is that one-fifth to one-quarter of the 1.6 million charities, trade associations, and membership groups in the United States could lose their tax exemption. This is due to a provision in the 2006 federal bill aimed at pension reform uh, that is uh, looking to make sure that charities are, in fact, filing their proper documentation, the 990 form, with the IRS. Uh, And uh, so anyone uh, who is with a charitable organization should be checking and making sure that you are up to date with your filings uh, with the IRS because you could be one of nearly 400,000 nonprofit organizations uh, who could lose their tax-exempt status at midnight on May 15th. And if you do lose your tax-exempt status, you'll have to reapply and start all over again. Uh, so uh, for some of us in the nonprofit sector, we're not so sure this isn't a, a good thing to clear out some of the tax rolls of some charities that maybe are not as active. Uh, but what we do want to do is make sure that we get the word out wide and clear, uh, because as uh, Diana Aviv says over at uh, Independent Sector, it's going to be a ho- an o- unholy mess once these organizations realize what's happened to them. Uh, so don't get caught. Make sure that uh, you are on top of this issue. Now, as always, you can get the links for all of the news on page one. Uh, go to p2pfundraising.org. That's the letter P, the number two, the letter P, 
fundraising.org. Click on archives and you can just type in radio links and you'll be able to get all the links uh, for today's news. Very creative uh, uh, activity over at USA Today. So our next topic here on page one uh, is the campaign that USA ran uh, called America Wants Campaign for Charity. And what they were looking to do is to give away $189,400 in advertising, also known as a full-page, full-color ad in USA Today. And they have announced the winner, but what was really creative about this and why we want to spend time on this uh, here on the Nonprofit Coach is that they used Twitter, and the winner is uh, that organization that had the most tweets that came in during the uh, uh, the campaign period. And uh, we do have a, uh, a little clip that was sent in to us uh, by the winner, uh, Right Love on Her Arms uh, Wins the USA uh, Today Twitter campaign. And what's really interesting about this organization is they got their start on the Internet, and that's why we want to share this, uh, this little clip with you now. Now, our Friday Making a Difference report. Growing up can be tough, and too many young people are struggling with depression, addiction, even thoughts of suicide, and perhaps the biggest obstacle, the feeling of being in it all alone. NBC Savannah Guthrie has a story of one young man who found a way to break through that isolation by making a connection online. And I asked what she'd say if her story had an audience. The story starts with a story. Renee is 19. When I meet her, cocaine is fresh in her system. She hasn't slept in 36 hours. Two years ago, Renee Yohi was addicted to drugs and was cutting herself, the scars still visible beneath her colorful tattoos. With open wounds on her arms, no treatment facility would accept her. I was too great a risk. They didn't think that, um, they didn't even know if I would make it through the detox. So for five days until she could get treatment, Jamie Tortkowski and a group of friends kept Renee sober and safe. Take a broken girl, treat her like a famous princess. Tell her something true when all she's known are lies. Jamie wrote a two-page story about Renee and posted it on the social networking site MySpace. Remembering her scars, he called it to write love on her arms and printed the unusual slogan on t-shirts to raise money for her treatment. Then something unexpected happened. Thousands of young adults found the page and wrote about their own struggles with depression and isolation and an online community was born. The site now has more than 200,000 members. We had kind of stumbled upon a conversation that felt really significant and maybe one that represented people everywhere. The group posts blogs, answers thousands of emails, and connects members to suicide, depression, and drug treatment centers. Experts say the site works because it meets young people where they are, online. The most important thing about to write love on our arms, being able to reach out to this particular community is there may be no other way to reach these young people. The group has also sought out young adults beyond the online world, telling Renee's story at rock concerts and finding it resonates. This idea that maybe we're more loved than we'll ever know. Uh, maybe we're part of a bigger story, that we're part of a redemption story and a love story. Even if it helped one person, then, then it was worth everything to me. One person's story of recovery that has helped many more. Savannah Guthrie, NBC News, Washington. Well, that's just a terrific story, and to write Love on Her Arms is a fantastic organization and one that we're very proud to feature here on The Nonprofit Coach, an organization that got its start on MySpace and has now won the USA Today America Wants Twitter campaign. So congratulations uh, to the folks over at that charity. Next up here on page one news uh, is a very interesting study that just came out uh, from a national nonprofit group, Volunteer Match, uh, working with United Healthcare, they've done a study that shows what many of us have known for a very long time, and that is volunteering promotes physical, mental health. Uh, and this is really terrific because 68% of the volunteers said that their philanthropic work, work made them feel healthier. Uh, and uh, this is really terrific to have this documentation. I urge you to go and read about that in the radio links at p2pfundraising.org. 
click on archives. You know, the nonprofit coach just keeps growing. We have hundreds and thousands of uh, charities that are now joining us, are tweeting and, and sharing information. I appreciate everyone who shares uh, page one news stories. Uh, we're just flooded with ideas, and that's really terrific. One of the things that uh, continues to grow uh, is uh, the planning for future shows. A little bit later on, I'll share with you all the speakers that we have. Of course, today uh, on page two, we have Kendall Webb, founder and executive director of JustGive.org. Don't miss the opportunity. This is one of my favorite people, and it's a terrific website. Call in to ask a question to Kendall at 347-324-3080, or you can email me at tedhart at tedhart.com. In a, a few weeks, we're, uh, we're going to have a show, a very, very special show, uh, here uh, on the Nonprofit Coach, uh, and that is annually uh, Giving USA releases all of the pertinent data and very important research that they do on the strength of the nonprofit sector, who's giving, where the money goes, uh, and uh, each year that's a big deal in the nonprofit sector to have that release made. Well, I'm very pleased to have Melissa Brown with us uh, here this morning. She's here on page one as a managing editor of Giving USA, but Melissa, you're going to be with us uh, in a few weeks with a big announcement of the 2010 Giving USA report on page two. You're going to be an expert with us. Uh, Melissa, are you here? I am here, Ted. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Nonprofit Coach. Uh, give us a little bit of uh, insight about what we're going to uh, hear uh, from you on uh, uh, June 9th when you make the big announcement of how much money has been raised and where it's going uh, it, here, right here on the Nonprofit Coach. And we've changed the date of our, of our show. We usually uh, have the show on a Monday or Tuesday. You're making your announcement on a Wednesday, and so we're going to be on air with, uh, with the Nonprofit Coach. Coach, what's likely to happen that day? Well, Ted, this uh, is a really exciting opportunity for Giving USA to be featured on the Nonprofit Coach. We're really grateful for your willingness to change uh, your broadcast so that we can reach the widest number of people possible. The annual report about charitable giving in the United States will summarize contributions in 2009, and we will report about uh, the total that was raised, uh, where it went, different kinds of organizations. We have insights into the use of electronic uh, fundraising media that you've tracked for so many years and, and turned us on to back when you joined us on the advisory council about 10 years ago. So we expect to cover a lot of information, and we have some exciting news ourselves. Uh, Giving USA itself is moving online. We will have uh, materials available online, and thanks to donors and sponsors, some of those will be free for the nonprofit sector. So do tune in to the nonprofit coach on June 9th and uh, listen along as we go through some of the results for giving in 2009. Well, that's terrific. A couple of other things that are happening. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is going to be the 55th anniversary. Is that correct? I, the giving USA began to be published in 1956. So, yes, that's about right, the 55th anniversary of uh, uh, this information, and which gives us a, a tremendously rich data source uh, to draw upon and to look at what's happened after other recessions, for example. Well, of course, we're very, very supportive of the, the Giving USA report and the Giving USA Foundation. I'm thrilled to serve on the advisory board for uh, that group, honored, in fact, to have been invited to serve on the advisory board. Now, I know that moving online, of course, we're very supportive of that here at the Nonprofit Coach. Uh, can you tell us how those who might be listening today could give a gift to the Giving USA Foundation, not only to support your work, but also specifically to support this move to online? Absolutely. Giving USA does have a website, and there is a button there for Give Now. It is www.givingusa, all one word, no spaces, no underlines, givingusa.org. Uh, look on this site. There's an order form for the uh, material that came out last year, but there's also information about what's coming out in, in 2010. We also have a place where you can make a contribution to, to help support Giving USA and making it free, making parts of it free for all nonprofits and and donors across the country. This is terrific to have this preview. Of course, we encourage everyone to join us every week on the Nonprofit Coach, but a very special show on June 9th uh, with the Giving USA group and the official annual announcement of how much is being raised. Melissa, thank you for joining us today. We're going to uh, get on with uh, the rest of page one. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much, Ted. 
So back over here on page one, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. We've got so much to cover today, uh, and then we want to get to our page two guest. The next link that you'll find on the radio, links at p2pfundraising.org, uh, is a very imaginative, and I really love this campaign, that PBS is running, your PBS video contest. What they're doing is reaching out to their audience, which, of course, we encourage charities to do, and getting uh, folks to uh, put together their own little blurbs about how to promote uh, PBS and voting continues until May 7th so you can follow uh, the uh, the list you also can follow them on Twitter at PBS video contest is the hashtag so it's hashtag PBS video contest one of the things I'd like to encourage charities to do is go and look at all these imaginative videos they'll give you some really great ideas if you're looking to create videos uh, for your own charity Next up in the radio links today uh, is a really terrific uh, uh, piece that we found uh, by nonprofit orgs, and this is the 10 social media metrics for nonprofit organizations and how to track them. They've not only done that, but they've also created um, a social media return on investment spreadsheet that you can download. So don't miss this opportunity. We're providing you the link uh, over at uh, uh, p2pfundraising.org. Click on archives and then type in radio links. Next up here on uh, page one is an invitation to all charities. As you've heard on previous nonprofit coaches shows, one of my new books is called The Nonprofit Guide to Going Green. I'm honored to uh, be co-authoring this book with 27 experts in the nonprofit sector uh, and in the green movement. And we're having a national book release party in Washington, D.C. We're going to be hosted at the CARE 2 offices at 1100 15th Street Northwest in Suite 600. I'm going to be there, as will other authors from the book, Nonprofit Guide to Going Green. That starts at 530, and it's on May 13th. So don't miss the opportunity to come out, uh, see the book for yourself, and meet some of the authors. Uh, while we're talking about the Nonprofit Guide to Going Green, uh, that's also supported by the organization GreenNonprofits.org. And I want to draw your attention also here on uh, page one to the eBay Humanity Calls campaign. They have put together a uh, campaign uh, to support, it's a fundraising tournament for the environment. And Green Nonprofits is one of the organizations which is part of this tournament. So we want to encourage you to go to our radio links, and you can not only vote uh, for green nonprofits, but also make a contribution to support the eBay uh, green team and their fundraising tournament for the environment. Lots of great organizations there that you can check out. Next up, we're providing you a link on our radio links today on how to opt out of Facebook's instant personalization. Uh, as you know, there are a number of changes uh, that have come to Facebook, and Facebook being such a large platform and such an important topic for discussions here at the Nonprofit Coach, uh, it's important that you stay on top of the changes to privacy settings layout that they have there. And what we're really appreciative of is the folks over at the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Uh, you can find them at EFF.org, and they have not only put together instructions, uh, but they also have a terrific video. Uh, so if you follow the link that we have at p2pfundraising.org, click on archives and then find the radio links, uh, you'll be able to go directly to the link and watch that video on how you can do that yourself. Now, we've covered here on the Nonprofit Coach uh, before, uh, and uh, we're very pleased that the Pepsi Refresh Project continues, and they are giving a ton of money, already total grants of $1.3 million. Voting on the current round ends May 31st. So, of course, we've provided you with the radio link uh, to this uh, program as well. But they just ended. As you know, this is a monthly contest. We've covered this here on the Nonprofit Coach before. But we've got a little bit of controversy as the voting ended uh, last month, uh, one of the competitors accused the cancer charity, Kansas Cancer Research Foundation, uh, who is the winner of the Pepsi Philanthropy Contest, they accused them of cheating. 
of not following the uh, the instructions. There's a terrific article about this over on the Chronicle of Philanthropy. We're providing you a direct link to that uh, today in the page one radio links. Uh, but this organization was granted $250,000, uh, and uh, the organization that came in second uh, was not any too pleased because they really felt that uh, they had bent the rules or even broken the rules uh, is the uh, the accusation here. So uh, we really wish the folks luck. Obviously, everybody's working hard. It's a big amount of money uh, to be given away. And we're seeing a trend here with sort of these, these uh, organizations, these companies that are uh, making donations and really want broad appeal. And so that brings me to our next story here on page one uh, for the nonprofit coach, and that is Sam's Club just ended uh, their own campaign of this sort. They called it Giving Made Simple, uh, and this voting just ended over the, uh, actually, yeah, just ended over the weekend, uh, and uh, I was kind of a little bit surprised because they're giving away $4 million, um, but they only had about uh, 117 thousand voters. That doesn't seem like an awful lot for $4 million, uh, but we're seeing this trend again where uh, participation is king. Social networking is where it's all about. That's, of course, the biggest topic here on the nonprofit coach. Uh, so bravo to Sam's Club, but I think maybe uh, they could do a little bit better job. We hope that they'll come back with a similar program that's a lot of money to uh, be given away. Another imaginative program of this sort just ended on uh, April 28th, and that's Heinz Ketchup. Heinz Ketchup donated $200,000. Uh, it was $1 at a time for anyone who clicked a like button on Facebook. Uh, so just like the USA Today program, very imaginative use of Twitter, uh, and generated $168,000 plus in advertising uh, for a charity, this money, uh, up to $200,000, uh, is going to feed the hungry in the United States. So another imaginative use of uh, uh, social networking by companies seeking to reach out uh, to more and more people using social networking. The next story up here, um, before we get to our page two uh, expert today, uh, is that online fundraising grew in 2009. Uh, it's found to be unevenly. This is a report by the Chronicle of Philanthropy. Apropos to our page two uh, presenter today, that's Kendall Webb uh, from Just Give. Uh, and what they found is that while most other forms of traditional fundraising went down in 2009, online fundraising continues to grow. Now, as those of you who have followed me know that uh, for many years I've put together my own estimate of both USA total giving uh, and global giving and our estimates based on a variety of reports uh, coming from charities directly and reports like the Chronicle of Philanthropy that we take into consideration. We will be announcing that next month uh, in New York City at uh, fundraising day in New York. So stay tuned for our annual announcement of that. Next is uh, not too surprising uh, for many of us who are familiar with the nonprofit sector, but most important for charities to keep in mind in protecting your nonprofit status is that tax courts have denied again deductions for direct gifts to needy individuals. Uh, it's okay to support individuals when that support is in line with the mission of a charity and the donation is made to a charity, but when you give money directly to an individual, it has been found to not be tax deductible. So read all about that over on the radio links. Uh, the next thing is, and don't snicker about this, uh, it's, at first you want to do that, but Second Life is now party to a class action lawsuit over virtual land in, in uh, Second Life. This is reported over on Mashable, and we're providing you uh, with all the details of this, uh, but Second Life's parent company, Linden Labs, has recently been valued at $383 million, uh, and the virtual world's economy was at at an all-time high uh, in Q1, which was reported just last month. So while we might want to snicker about people uh, suing over virtual land, uh, this can be very serious, and what the, the folks who are concerned about this are saying is that uh, Second Life in changing uh, the uh, contractual property ownership rights uh, are in violation of California 
consumer protection laws. So stay tuned for that one, uh, but uh, all happening over there uh, in virtual life. Last thing uh, that we've got up here uh, in, uh, on, on the uh, Nonprofit Coach uh, page one uh, is, uh, as you know, we're a big fan of Google. We love that they spend their money in creating tools that are free and of such high value to nonprofit organizations. They've now come up with an improvement to Google Docs. I've talked about Google Docs uh, a lot, and I'm just going to share with you a quick clip here sharing with you all of the improvements that have just been announced uh, for Google Docs. Google Docs lets you create, share, and collaborate on documents online. Instead of creating a document, sending it as an attachment, receiving multiple revisions, and then having to merge edits, with Google Docs, everyone works on the same version in real time. And Google Docs just got better with rebuilt editors for documents, spreadsheets, and drawings designed to improve collaboration, increase speed, and create richer documents. Google Documents have much better import fidelity, making it easier to move your documents into the cloud. We've also added TabStop, a ruler to control Not quite sure where our Google Docs uh, uh, program has gone here. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, you can watch the video and learn all about the Google improvements. Uh, we might get a chance to show that a little bit later on in the show, uh, but uh, we're going to have to cut that off right now and get to our page two expert. Uh, let's move over to page two. Our page two expert today is Kendall Webb, founder and executive director of JustGive.org, one of my favorite people in the nonprofit sector online, very early adopter, and someone who has stayed true to providing service uh, to the nonprofit sector. So don't forget that you've got the opportunity to call in and ask questions of our page two expert today, and that's by dialing 347 324 3080. Again, that's 347 324 3080. And let's get right to Kendall Webb. Kendall, are you here with us? I sure am, Ted. How are you? Good, good. Nice and loud, Kendall. It's great to have you here. Uh, JustGive.org is one of my uh, favorite websites. I include it in most of uh, my presentations. And one of the reasons for that is that you provide service to every nonprofit charitable organization uh, in the United States. So uh, bravo for that. Uh, but can you uh, tell us a little bit more about the background of uh, JustGive and how it got started? Sure. Um, ten years ago, uh, when people were starting to bring the Internet into the private sector um, and just starting to introduce it into the nonprofit sector, we realized that a lot of the organizations that were coming into the um, philanthropy sector and offering the Internet services were doing it for profit. So we thought there must be a way to bring this amazing channel of fundraising and, and information into the nonprofit sector for um, free to the nonprofits. So we've really tried to stay true to that um, in keeping our prices as low as possible and offering as many tools and services on the private sector level um, with that quality and intent um, for the last 10 years. And the way we did it, which uh, 10 years ago a lot of people thought was impossible, was by, by corralling many people who were experts um, in the arena to give pro bono services and donated time and money. So we pulled together um, this website, and we jumped into both helping nonprofits and donors, but also um, got into innovative tools for corporations, which by definition creates new donors, new funding, um, and a lot more momentum in the giving sector. And that's important. And now, again, you, how is it that you provide service to all charities in the United Any charity uh, can go and find them at ju themselves at JustGive.org. Can you tell us the technical aspect of how that happens? Yes. So we partner with GuideStar, who is the database that offers all nonprofits. They work with the IRS. So in real time, as a new nonprofit comes into this space and gets their tax-exempt tax status, their information automatically gets uploaded onto this database. And then we add on the e-commerce platform to that, and all of our innovative tools automatically are accessed um, through a donor to any of these nonprofits that they choose. And that's a very important philosophical aspect for us because we really want the small nonprofit 
to get equal attention and services and ability to fundraise as the larger um, nonprofits. And, and that technology really is very stable, safe, and secure. Uh, we, we, of course, are, are always urging smaller nonprofits who don't have a lot of money and really don't have access to technology to seriously consider JustGive.org. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about why charities can trust that site and why it is a good option for them? Absolutely. So Just, Just Give prides itself on being um, uh, one of the highest level security sites um, not to get too technical, but there's something called PCI compliance. Um, we have that, and we've had it for many years now. Um, it's something that is an optional service, but it uh, really gives rigorous um, security structure around the credit card aspect of online giving um, to prevent any kind of um, hacking into the system and any kind of internal um, fraud that might happen. So we've always been at the highest level, and we have one of the um, top security um, uh, assessors come and audit our site, and then we have one of the top security consultants, David Zenzian, who has been working on our site for the last 10 years, um, who is in the banking industry and works for some of the largest banks, to uphold our security. And we've been told by many of our partners, like American Express and Discover, are shocked when they hear um, how good our security is uh, for the nonprofit sector. They're amazed because they say we're at the standards of a bank. Well, and of course that's very important to building trust online, and it's a big topic that we do discuss in my most recent book, Internet Management for Nonprofits. We have a whole chapter on PCI compliance written by Catherine Pagliero. Um, so I'm very, very pleased that you brought that up. Now I've got lots of questions for you, but we do have a, uh, a caller, uh, and uh, typically we have... Do you have, mind uh, if I ask you a personal question? comes in and says, do you mind if I ask you a question? So uh, let's go right to uh, our caller here. Caller, are you on the line with us? Yes, I'm here. Hello. This is Amy uh, from Ohio. Okay, a Amy from Ohio. Uh, you have a question for Kendall Webb. Yes, I do. Hi, Amy. Uh, go ahead. You're on line with Kendall. Okay. Hello, Kendall. Um, what is one of the what is one of the best examples you have seen of a charity using JustGive.org to raise money? We, um, we had a, a, a lot of various examples with our different tools, but um, some of the highlights have been um, somebody using our wedding tool very effectively where they set up, uh, we have one tool where um, you can get a wedding couple to choose your specific charity in lieu of gifts for their registry, and they send it out to all of their wedding guests to donate to their charity in lieu of this gift, um, and it was World Wildlife Fund, and they have a uh, we customized it for them so that the wedding registry site looked like World Wildlife Fund, and all the the donations to this wedding couple went to World Wildlife Fund in their name, um, and these the nonprofit just kept um, announcing to their large donor base that if anyone's getting married and they're interested in doing this, that they could use this tool. And it was used multiple times. And for each wedding, there's um, a lot of exposure where the couple itself that really is an advocate for that nonprofit exposes their passion and their interest and their involvement oftentimes in that nonprofit to all their wedding guests, as well as an effective way to make a tool. Um, to get direct funds there. So most of these weddings raise between one and $15,000 per wedding. Um, and then what we see is a lot of these guests come back um, because we have an automatic reminder when someone's donated to a charity. We have an automatic reminder year to year, and we see that they come back, a high percentage of them, to donate again and support. So that's one that comes to mind. Another one that was very creative is we have a points program for credit card points that can be redeemed directly for um, donations, funding, to a charity. So we have some nonprofits, one in particular, who advocates that to their board members and to their um, high-end donors who might travel a lot and collect a lot of credit card points. And they have a program where they really push people to translate those points into dollars. 
and um, there's even a new a new channel that we're um, letting nonprofits do, which is you can go to a company who might sponsor you already, and ask them for credit card points, and they can um, give those at full value to you, and you get a check in the mail. And it's the same value as if they redeemed it for uh, travel or for a retail product. And we're seeing as much as $100,000 go to a single nonprofit with one transaction. Well, thank you, Carla. That was a really terrific question. It gets me starting to think about um, all the various ways uh, that uh, that you've developed tools. Now, uh, Kendall, these tools are free for charities to use? Yes, they are. So all of our tools online are free. Um, uh, we have you know, no setup cost and no monthly fee, so it's only the uh, credit card fee, the transaction fee that comes from the credit card. Um, and that ranges from 2% to 3% based on whatever program you're using. So, um, but we, we charge no fees ourselves. That, that's amazing because there, virtually no charity can process their own credit card uh, gifts that they may receive for only 2 or 3%. I mean, that, that's, that, that seems like you're, you're providing charities a below-market opportunity to raise money online. That's a great point. Um, you know that we work very hard with these credit card companies to give us the lowest rate they possibly can, and because our volume is so high, as we get bigger, we are enabling them to give us lower and lower rates and negotiating with them for that. You heard in, uh, I, I, I think you heard the uh, the page one news, and one of those news topics today was from the Chronicle of Philanthropy, where they were tracking that online fundraising continues to grow. Uh, are you seeing that specifically in, in the Just Give giving? We are. It's actually quite amazing because we were very worried about the recession when a lot of the articles came out and said there was going to be a long tail effect in the nonprofit sector um, that might hit us later and longer. But what we found is um, because of the social services needing more and more funding, both because the government can't give as much, but also because um, we have more needs in the country right now than we had five and ten years ago, we're seeing our donations Increase Now, we are, when we really analyze it, seeing the donations occur in a different way. Um, and ours is not exactly parallel to what I've been reading, which is a lot of people are saying that they're getting as many donations or close to as many donations but for lower amounts. We are actually maintaining our average donation size, um, but people are giving to fewer charities on their list. So we tend to attract people who are giving to four to, or six or eight charities per year because they come to right. us throughout the year and give their donations. We're seeing them um, give uh, the same amount for their priority charities, but maybe taking one or two of their charities out. So we're seeing about a 20% de decrease per transaction. And where we see maybe one of the fringe charities that they were giving a small amount to um, be taken off their list temporarily, hopefully. Hopefully they'll bring that Okay, so on. people are prioritizing more. And, of course, all of this information dovetails right into, uh, I think you heard that uh, Melissa Brown was on earlier, and that Giving USA is going to use the Nonprofit Coach radio program as a way to announce on June 9th what the numbers are. And, of course, online giving is becoming uh, more and more significant to the overall totals for giving. That's pretty amazing, don't you think? It is. It's amazing. And, and we're seeing that not only are, um, is it an amazing channel for nonprofits, but um, donors are coming in faster and corporations are really embracing this, which I thought would take a while. So the fact that they're now using this as a tool, not just for their foundation giving, but also for their branding um, giving is an amazing opportunity for everybody to come together and have that those donations go directly to the causes that the advocates really care about and for advocates to really pitch their cause to their friends and family. It's, it's just been um, an amazing um, incentive. I was very worried 10 years ago, the reason why I started Just Give, I was worried that our um, donation trends were actually going to decrease without the Internet because we were all moving so much and we were um, segmenting away from that traditional giving of where your family gave. You know, you grew up in your community and you gave to where your family gave, and uh, more communities were set being separated from the needs um, in, the, in terms of poverty and, and children because the, the socialization was being segmented a little bit by community. 
And I thought actually it was going to decrease, and the Internet has provided such a uniting force for information and for um, getting people excited about giving again. I'm, I'm thrilled by it. Yeah, I, I happen to agree with you. And when I'm lecturing and training, one of the things that I share uh, with uh, with uh, uh, organizations is that they really have to focus less on fundraising and more on community building because people are creating their own sense of community. They're not necessarily giving where their parents gave or their grandparents gave, uh, but they're making those decisions. And, and so giving today is becoming much more individual. And, of course, the Internet allows you to not only do that, uh, but to also link to social networks. And I was wondering if you'd spend just a little bit of time, because I know that's one of the wonderful aspects of Just Give, is that you've already built in the connections to social networking when someone makes a gift. Absolutely. So the, the, the beauty of what we're doing is we're, we're um, able to really um, leverage all the Facebook and Twitter um, opportunities where people are connecting naturally, and then we can take our tools and enable individuals to take our tools and put them on any of their pages. So all of our products are portable for people. So any advocates for any nonprofits can actually, you know, really announce their, their passion and their cause to all their friends and family and get more don donations. And that's really where I think it's going. But in addition to that, what we're really pushing is, um, is giving, not just end-of-year giving, sort of the traditional you know, yearly pledge giving. We're really trying to break the mold and get people to think about giving year-round and what innovative ways can you give year-round as opposed to just your yearly giving or your yearly ask to your friends and family. So we're trying to leverage this new kind of social networking that doesn't have a name yet. I should probably come up with one, where um, individuals are – um, for their birthday or for their anniversary or for their memorials. Memorials is something that traditionally has been done in newspapers but not online, um, where in lieu of gifts they ask for um, a donation to their favorite charity. It's a way to send that same message but also um, do it for a reason, not just an ask because they're doing um, a run or it's the end of the year, but actually for their birthday, for their anniversary, for um, some occasion in their life. And we're really trying to get people to think about um, replacing year-round giving uh, or year-round holiday, year-round gifts with charitable giving and using your friends and family. As well, a, I think those kinds of social gifts um, yeah. are are becoming much more prevalent. Uh, certainly, as Facebook surpasses 400 million uh, people, there are, it's just a lot of interest in connecting. Uh, and that's one of the wonderful things uh, about Just Give. Of course, I, I do all of my uh, charitable giving on Just Give, and, and the primary reason is that I know the charities are there, I know it's safe and secure, but your fees are so low um, that I really like the fact that, that such a, a high percentage of the gift is actually going uh, to the charity. Now, Kendall, we have a, an email question from Jeff in San Diego, uh, and he was reflecting on uh, some of the innovative ways that people are using uh, Just Give from our prior caller, and he was wondering if you could just run down through the various tools that you do have at Just Give. Sure. Uh, so we have Direct Giving, um, which works similar to the way some other basic sites work, um, where people can designate or give in someone's name. Something that we just added in that basic um, Direct Giving is uh, note cards. So we have now formal note cards where people, when they give in someone's name, they can have a very nice note card sent to them um, acknowledging that donation, which is a big request that our users had. But That's an one, online card or is that an offline card? It's an offline card, and it's been incredibly successful. We launched it last November, and we can't keep up with the demand. We initially tried to be fully green and not, go, not have anything physical, but there were such requests for our gift certificate to be physical and now – an acknowledgement of a donation to be physical that we've said we will try this and see where it goes. And I can't believe how, um, how much volume we've gotten. And I think it's because people are still feeling, I think this will change in the next decade, but people are still feeling, especially the older generation, that they want to give something physical to somebody um, when they're giving a gift. It's not enough sometimes solely to have it on the Internet if the person is, let's say, over 60 because they're used to getting something physical. Um, so we will see if that tra trend changes. But for now, we've, um, we have a mix of donors, most like emails, but now the note cards are being incredibly um, popular. Um, and 
what we've then done is um, done more innovative things. So a charity gift certificate is an innovative way, um, innovative tool that we uh, we were the first to invent four years ago. Now it's on a few other sites where people can give in lieu of a gift, a gift certificate, and the redeemer can choose what charity they want to give that to. Um, we have the credit card points program, which is on Amex, but it's also through Merits. We work with these consolidated reward points. So um, a lot of Visa and MasterCard and Discover now that we work with right now, um, we're just launching. They all have now credit card points redemptions um, for charity, and we're their back end for that. In terms of the events programs, we have um, the, in, similar to the wedding event program that I mentioned, we have one for birthdays, for anniversaries, for memorials, where, and for sports events. So what you can do is it's called the wish list, and you can actually customize your page with your picture, with your charity, with your goals, and send it out automatically through our tool to your e list of email um, recipients and then you can track what donations come through. So you will see all the donations coming through, but we will take care of all the tax receipts, and we will send the check in your name to that charity every month. Um, so those are kind of the highlights. We also have things like um, gift baskets where people can donate um, to a group of charities in a particular cause area that's been very popular, like the environmental area has been very popular. We'll put four charities in that basket, and people will donate to that basket, and we'll allocate the money at the end of the year to all those four. Um, and then we also have many programs that come out throughout the year that are special promotions um, that are innovative. So our, our most recent one was for Haiti, and that was where we did a matching program um, for anyone who um, would give a long-term pledge and recurring billing, not just pledge, but they would actually set up their recurring billing for a Haiti nonprofit. Um, so we were really trying to encourage, and I would really suggest this to all nonprofits, um, one-off donations often get forgotten year to year, or you risk that they're going to be taken off that list as a fringe donation. So you really want to grab them and make um, your, your donation very important and relevant to them. And getting a recurring billing is great because they'll constantly remember you. And it's smaller dollar amounts also, so it's easier for them to digest. So we did a matching program of $25,000 for people who were doing that. We also, another example um, is American Express. We work with them to give triple points one year, actually for three years in a row because it was so successful, to anyone who gave to a charity from October 1st to December 31st got triple points on their credit card. So people would come on, give more than they normally would because they wanted the triple points, and then they would actually have their triple points, and we would try to get them to give those triple points or, or two of those points back to that charity in cash. So in some ways, it became a double donation. It was an amazing opportunity for us. Yeah, those are, these are just really fantastic tools. Do you have um, a sort of a, a plug-and-play suite of services that uh, charities uh, can come and sign up for, or is it sort of one-off um, services that they, that they decide what they want to use and then promote it? Uh, we have a suite of services. Anything on our site, they can plug and play. We have a non on our site, we have something called nonprofit resources that people can go to to kind of get an idea of all of the elements that can help a nonprofit, that they can figure out what would be most interesting for them. And then they can obviously call us and get our assistance with any, any um, questions that they have on what might be strategically the best way to do it. Or, but in terms of the technology itself, it's all plug and play. It's very easy. I've certainly found that to to uh, to be the case, and charities are increasingly creative. But the kind of services that you provide uh, in such a cost-effective way really opens up a lot of opportunities for creativity, not just on the part of the donors uh, or on the part of the charities, but also on the part of uh, of their of their donors. Um, what's what's next for Just Give? What what uh, where where do you go next? We have a lot of areas that um, we want to work on, and it's a matter of prioritizing because we just are too excited about everything. But um, the, the big area that we're really trying to push um, right now is trying to find more elements of people spending throughout the year on products that actually could go to nonprofit giving directly. So um, the all occasions that I was mentioning about the weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, we're trying to take that even further. Um, to bar mitzvahs and um, other occasions 
We're even working with um, sponsorships of companies and matching them with directly with nonprofits where uh, during a certain month all proceeds or a certain percentage of proceeds or even the roundup you know, of change, if somebody buys something for $21.30, that's $0.70 cents going up to $22, would go to a specific nonprofit or a pool of nonprofits. So we're really trying to leverage, again, a lot of the, the access to retail funds that have branding benefits to corporations where that funding can go directly to nonprofits. So that's an area that we're always looking toward, as well as helping nonprofits really um, find more tools that they can announce to their donors to keep their donors engaged and to keep it very easy and interesting for donors to give. I think sometimes they, um, you know, they, they get distracted by everything else. So we are really There is an awful lot out there for charities to kind of digest and to pull together. What's one of the best ways for them to stay in touch with you? Uh, is, is that Twitter? We, we are big users of Twitter on this uh, show, and I can be followed at Ted Hart. Uh, and I believe you folks are at JustGiveOrg. Is that correct? Right. That's right. Yeah, so Twitter would be great. Um, we have, we're accessible by every um, mode of communication, um, you know, everything from Twitter up to the phone. We're very good at that, too. So, um, so you, what, one of the things that, that might be a good idea for charities is, first of all, of course, to go to JustGive.org and to check out the various services, but, but also to maybe put themselves on the track of going back maybe on a monthly basis and starting to look at the various tools so that they can then incorporate them into their own fundraising plans. Right, exactly. And we, we're just really um, elevating, too, our communications to nonprofits, and it's on our website as well, to help them make that their, their communication more effective, which I, I know you also focus on a lot and some others do. But really, when somebody comes up with something that's effective and unique, um, it's really nice to spread the word to other nonprofits because it's, donors do want to give, they just, and they often give when they're asked in a certain correct, you know, manner that appeals to them. So we're keeping all the best practices of what nonprofits are sending to us and what we found ourselves on a list on nonprofit resources for people to act, nonprofits to access so they can uh, learn best practices of what's going on because it changes every three months on what's working. Absolutely. And, of course, we follow you on Twitter, and if uh, you have your folks send us uh, any new case studies or things of that sort, we'd be happy to share those here on the Nonprofit Coach. Kendall, I've been such a big fan uh, for a long time. You've stayed true to the nonprofit sector. You've stayed true to uh, providing services while remaining uh, very uh, innovative uh, in the kinds of services that, uh, that are available here. Uh, Kendall, I think uh, just before we, uh, we wrap up on uh, page two here, I think we do have another caller for you here, so uh, hold on one second. Uh, caller, are you here with us? I am indeed. Ted, can you hear me? Uh, I can, and who's this? Ted, it's Kevin Walling from Equality Maryland. How are you, my friend? Hey, terrific, terrific. We've got uh, Kendall Webb, founder and executive director of JustGive.org, on the line with us. You have a question for Kendall? I do, Kendall. Uh, so I work, uh, I'm the development director for a nonprofit that works on marriage equality. Uh, here in Maryland, and I wondered if you could spend some moments talking about your wedding registry program. I don't know if you touched on that before. I'm arriving uh, kind of late to the conversation, uh, but I think that's something that we would definitely be interested in with D.C. moving forward on marriage equality and Maryland moving forward quickly. A number of couples have reached out to us um, to name us as a beneficiary for their for their wedding. Um, just want to you know see if there's any kind of strategies around that and, and what you would recommend. Absolutely. In fact, I touched on it a little bit. Um, but I will elaborate a little bit. As I mentioned, that is one of the very effective ways that other nonprofits have used our innovative tool is if you can attract a group of wedding get, uh, couples, it's been uh, a fantastic way to get exposure and funding. And basically what we have is um, a way for you to take your couples. They can put you as the beneficiary, and they can use our wish list or wedding tool to then email out to all their recipients and say that in lieu of gifts, they would like a donation to them to consider a donation to their favorite cause. And we can customize that to your look and feel as well. If you get a lot of weddings and you feel like um, you want something more customized, um, we've done that with a lot of nonprofits, and it's worked very well. It has your look and feel, and then you can put it on your website, and then um, we'll do all the tracking for you, and then you'll get a check every month. And it's been a great way um, 
for people to get exposure um, of their nonprofit out to you know 200 guests at a time, um, as well as getting the direct funding, which I was mentioning is between a thousand to fifteen thousand dollars per wedding. That's terrific. Thank you so much. Yeah, Kendall. we we just we just actually. Um, uh, merged with I Do Foundation, so we integrated them into our fold, and so we now have a double set of services in the wedding industry, um, which is all the I Do products as well as our products. So you can actually now red do all your their registrations. The wedding couples can register for Macy's and Crate and Barrel or whoever they want, and um, up to 15% of the proceeds will go to your charity if they pick you as the charity recipient. So you have multiple ways on our wedding registry side to raise funds that the couple may do. They can even give a favor um, to their bridesmaids, parents, guests of honor, whatever it is. They can give their favors at their table setting to your charity, and um, we send out a little table tent to go on the table. That's great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, and thank you uh, for 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 calling in and asking that uh, that further question on uh, on the wedding registry. That's a that's a really imaginative way uh, for both the charity to have something to promote, but also the donors to be able to interact with people that maybe don't know about that particular charity, uh, but can get the word out through something as celebratory uh, as a wedding. So, uh, Kendall, I cannot thank you enough uh, for spending the time with us today. Again, huge huge fan. Uh, please. Let us know as you uh, have new announcements uh, from Just Give, and uh, we wish you all the best of luck over there on JustGive.org. Kendall, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Ted. It was fun. Hard to believe the hour is almost over. One of the things that we always want to do is make sure that uh, we draw attention uh, to where we go from here. And our next show uh, is going to be on Monday, uh, May 10th. And I am thrilled to have Steve Culbertson, President and Chief Executive Officer of Youth Service America, as our page two guest. Uh, so don't uh, uh, fail to join us on uh, Monday, May 10th for that show. Again, you'll be able to call in to 347 324-3080. As always, the entire schedule uh, for uh, the nonprofit coach is available at tedhartradio.com uh, so you can go there and not only uh, take a look at when the show is scheduled and who our page two guests are uh, but also all the podcasts and so uh, if you missed any of today's show uh, or you just want to share with your friends a terrific show uh, provided to us uh, by Kendall Webb uh, from justgive.org uh, make sure that you go to tedhartradio.com and you'll be able to uh, listen to all the podcasts of each of our shows uh, so um, taking a look at the P2Pfundraising.org uh, uh, newsletter, uh, you can go to P2Pfundraising.org and click on Archives. You'll see the most recent uh, newsletter, and in there is a very important 2010 e-nonprofit benchmark study. You can download that for free. It's terrific. Uh, taking a look at the averages at, for uh, things like uh, email uh, fundraising response rates, uh, email advocacy response rates, annual email file churn, things of these sorts that will help you in the uh, management of your internal fundraising programs. Uh, you can download the entire report for free. Uh, so we really appreciate the folks over at N10 uh, who worked with MNR Strategic Services to provide that report. Um, also, uh, you'll be able to find in this particular issue all of the links from today's show. Uh, we also uh, give you information on uh, the new book, Internet Management for Nonprofits. Thrilled to have all the authors listed there and ways that you can stay in touch with all the fantastic authors uh, in that book, many of whom will be guests here on the Nonprofit Coach uh, in, uh, in uh, coming days and weeks. Uh, we also want to uh, draw your attention uh, to one of our friends of Nonprofit Coach, Convio. Convio.com went public. Uh, they raised $46.2 million with a public share offering of $9 per share. So, 
congratulations to Vinay Baguette and all the folks uh, over at Convio who have provided excellent service to the nonprofit sector for so many years, and we certainly hope that with uh, uh, this additional public offering, uh, those innovative tools will only continue to grow. You can read all about it on Bloomberg.com, and we provide the link to you in the newsletter at p2pfundraising.org. Also, don't forget that if you uh, want to connect with other listeners of the nonprofit coach and connect with those uh, who are using social media uh, for fundraising, you can join our LinkedIn group. Uh, right now, we have. Uh, over 708 people already signed up in the People to People Fundraising LinkedIn group. Uh, you can join that uh, just by following the link right there on p2pfundraising.org. Uh, taking a look at uh, past uh, next uh, week's show, which is Monday, May going to uh, be uh, heading down to New Orleans, of course, uh, one of the communities in this country right now that are suffering, uh, not only New Orleans, but Nashville. Uh, I'm going to be heading down and spending time with some charities uh, to see for myself what's happening uh, to New Orleans and hopefully uh, what looks like a historic disaster uh, is going to uh, not be uh, quite as bad. I know everyone's working very hard. I'll be down there the 14th through the 16th. So uh, don't forget to uh, join us. Uh, on uh, the Nonprofit Coach, Monday, May 10th. And so for today, uh, goodbye, everyone. That is the end of our show here on the Nonprofit Coach. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.